Welcome to Sex Unshackled. I am Becky Krepsley Fox, and this podcast is where sexuality and spirituality meet. Today on Sex Unshackled, I have Victoria Krug with me. Vic is the person behind Volvarium, which does vulva castings. This is an area I myself am hugely passionate in, and I am delighted to have someone on the show with me today who dedicated their life's work to empowering people with vulvas. Vic, can you explain to the listeners a bit more about what Volvarium is and what brought you to this work? Yes, of course I can. Hello, everyone. I'm super excited to be here and to spread some vulva love with all of you. Um, so Vulvarium is a project that emphasizes the anatomy and the diversity of vulvas, because I don't know if all of you are aware, but every single vulva looks completely different. They are all unique and they are all normal. And there's a big misunderstanding about that because, you know, there is no information out there. All the information that's out there is sexualized and that is not a good fundament for educating people. And yeah, I'm trying to change that by showing the reality. And I do that by making casts of, of real vulvas and I turn them into statues. So the person coming to me will get a statue. And if they agree to it, I get a photo that I can then put on the website and provide it to all of you. <laughs> yes, I love that. And I think it's just, I think it's so needed because as you say, mm -hmm. For a lot of people who have vulvas, they just they don't they don't know what vulvas look like, and the media mm -hmm. and porn portray pretty much one type of vulva. So if they're going to look online or look um, in films and things, it just showcases mm -hmm. one type. So they think that maybe theirs is different, or theirs is bad, or theirs is ugly because we are just not shown the diversity. So I think your work is just so so important. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, yeah, I try hard and I also had that same experience. I'm 28 now and I also always had the question in my head, am I normal? You know, texture, color, size, function, all these things. And you, you try to find information and there's nothing out there. And um, so, yeah, it took me 27 years to really find out that I'm normal. So if I could get that information earlier, mm -hmm. my teenage years would have been different. My sexuality would be different. My relationships with partners and my own body would be different. So it's 2021 and we still don't have that education. And I really think that must change. Yes. And I think that's why it's so important that you, you know, your Instagram is is full of people's different vulvas. And I think that and the wall of vagina, you know, which should be called mm -hmm. the wall of vulva, because um, just for the listeners, a lot of people think the vagina is, you know, the female genital area. And the vagina is actually just one part. It's the internal canal. And the part that we think of, well, some of us think of as the vagina is actually the vulva, you know, the clitoris and the labia, which some people call the lips. Um, so just so we can clarify that anatomy in case some of the listeners are like, what's a vulva? Or, you know, they're getting a little bit confused. Um, so yeah, by looking at the wall of vagina and looking at your Instagram, already we are normalizing this and we're normalizing that every variety is beautiful and normal. Exactly. I, I 
cannot agree with you more and what you have said about how we name that part just shows what big of a taboo the whole topic is half of the population in the world has a vulva and we still don't know how to appropriately name it i mean how would how do we want to talk about something we can't even name do you see the problem i mean that's not acceptable at all and yeah uh, you can see on my on my page that <laughs> it's everything is different and there's that's just perfect like that yeah what I found quite amazing since doing the work that I do um working with clients and working with students is a lot of people who own vulvas haven't seen them and mm -hmm. yes. you know, so a lot of the exercises that we do is looking at the vulva in the mirror having an exploration you know touching different parts not necessarily for pleasure but just in an exploration and I I was so surprised actually with the amount of people who who just haven't looked at this area of their body mm -hmm. before or who think there's some sort of shame in being connected with it and yeah a lot of what mm -hmm. I do is rebuilding that connection between the brain the body and the vulva yeah I think your work is amazing and it's so so needed um it's not like how should I say no one is to be judged for that because everyone has a different um pace in exploring some take longer some um, less long it's all completely fine what is important though is that we take away that shame that you mentioned it is okay to look it is okay to touch and um, we're just so conditioned not to and like i said my generation is already more open with it but go and ask your parents about it or even go and ask your grandparents about it and be prepared because the stories they tell, they're gonna terrify you because you will see how they were raised to think about themselves. And the results are not always, always good at all. So yeah. thank you for also bringing awareness to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I remember I've read somewhere that a lot of the generation, a couple, a couple of generations above us, a lot of the people who have vulvas won't have experienced an orgasm. You know, they don't, they're and their partners wouldn't have known to get the clitoris involved. And, you know, Freud mm -hmm. kind of um, saying this, mm -hmm. the immature type of orgasm. And yeah, there's a one part and I, and I was thinking, oh, does that mean my grandmother's never had an orgasm? That's so sad. Mm -hmm. I haven't mm -hmm. asked her yet. <laughs> Maybe well, we'll go and ask. Go and ask. <laughs> I always encourage everyone to talk about it, and you will actually find out that people like talking about it. If you approach them in an open and honest way, the responses are going to be amazing because that's a topic that involves all of us. And I always tell um, men or people with a penis that yeah. it also involves them because. Take the topic of an orgasm. You have a generation of vulva owners who were taught not to talk about it, not to look, not to touch. I mean, we're so far away from orgasms right now. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, if we don't know how we look, if we don't know what feels okay, how would our partners know? There is, you know, before the orgasm comes the education and that is what is lacking right now. So we are still very far from that 
Yes, it's so true. And I think it's it's all about communication, you know, because I, I think we're in a culture of assuming that our partners can mind read, you know, that they, mm-hmm. they should just know what feels good. They should know how mm-hmm. to make me orgasm. They should know when I'm not enjoying mm-hmm. it. Well, they don't know. And, you know, it, as you say, if you don't know yourself, how can you tell them? And it's this inability to voice our wants and to voice our our needs and I think that is also linked to shame as well because we haven't been taught to prioritize our pleasure yes exactly we are taught to look good and (laughs) to make the other person feel good in many cases but we are not taught anymore to to listen to what feels good for ourselves and like you say to communicate that's the 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 fundament of it all you have to talk about it Mm -hmm. yeah Awesome. So I'm wondering, um, why do you think it's important for people to cast their vulvas in this way? Um, oof. So <laughs> to be honest, everyone has a different why, because we are yeah. so, so different people. Um, some want to cast it to have a different experience with, with their vulvas. Some have very negative thoughts about them. You know, there's topics like pregnancy, sexuality, menstruation, um, sickness and disease. There are so many topics that go into this all. And I think everyone has their different motives. But in general, it will make you feel better about yourself. Mm -hmm. And not only that, by being part of that gallery, you can help so many other people to get the information that is so badly needed on the diversity on anatomy. So every single vulva contributes to a bigger diversity. And yeah, just in the end, we want to break the taboo about it and around it. And that is the main idea why everyone should get a cast. (laughs) I think everyone should. So listeners, all of you that have vulvas, and for those of you who don't, (laughs) tell tell the people you know who do, let's all go and get our vulvas (laughs) casted. (laughs) <laughs> Definitely. No, and I also always say, you know, you have to imagine you get a statue, you have to put it up somewhere. So it's not just that it's going to be something between you and me and that statue. There will be your friends who see it. There will be your neighbors. There might be your kids, your partners. And it goes a very, very long way. It, it influences a lot of people. And once that little seed is planted, you cannot unplant it. And people will start to think, wait. What is a vulva? How is my vulva? How is my partner's vulva? What do I even know about it? And only like that can we change the the norms and the view that we have right now about that part of the body. Yeah, I love that. So showcasing it for everyone who comes into your you know, living room or wherever you have it. Um, mm-hmm. What an amazing way to normalize and to get rid of the stigma. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying and everyone participating is doing such a great job. It's, it's, it's really been amazing so far. Yeah. I love looking at your Instagram and, you know, seeing all the comments. It's really, really heartwarming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can just see that we are all in the same boat, basically. The only thing that is the trouble is that no one speaks about it. So everyone feels the same. And no one says anything. And, you know, I always say, remember the school days, the day before the exam, where you're like, hey, did you already study? No, you also didn't study. Okay. And you already feel this sense of relief. The same thing goes for your vulva. Wait, you also have this? 
or you don't have this, oh, I'm not the only one. And it immediately gives you a better feeling. So let's just talk about Wubbles the way we talked about our exams, you know? Yes, it's a lot more interesting than talking about exams, you know. Bulbas yeah, are one definitely. of my favorite topics. <laughs> definitely, yeah. And um, I'm wondering how it actually feels to get the cast on the Volvo you know does it feel cold does it feel warm how does it feel <laughs> um it feels cold because the okay. product is cold it needs okay. to be cold but other than that it is it is fun everyone is <laughs> laughing and having their funniest time some people take photos or film and most of them were like this is so cool oh my god oh my god <laughs> so it's not uncomfortable it's super safe all the products are skin safe and of course one use only mm -hmm. so no nothing will happen to your amazing vulva <laughs> <laughs> and where do you do this from how can the listeners you know go to go and get this done with you mm -hmm. um, at the moment I'm based in Austria mm -hmm. um, so people normally come to my place or I rent an Airbnb or some other spot that is really comfortable for everyone um, but I plan or I have done a lot of traveling in between the lockdowns for mm. Corona. So um, the best way is just to write me a little message to say where you're from. And I always have a waiting list for different cities and countries. And once I see that a certain amount of people are on that wait waiting list, I pack my stuff together. I put it all into my van and I make a tour. So I try to cover as many different cities as possible. So that's, that's the way to do it at the moment. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully after today, you'll get a lot of Londoners um, email Ooh. you and then you can do a little trip to London. I'll come and see. Nice, nice, nice. Yes, there we go. Big waiting list for London. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so I'm wondering what the most powerful impact your statues have had on someone's life or what you've heard from people about how they, mm -hmm. it's affected them. Yeah. Well, that's the big difference. What I know of and what has really happened, yes. because you know, no one always comes around, pats on your shoulder, and says, "Well done." <laughs> but sometimes they do, and I gotta say, it's it's overwhelming. I get goosebumps the whole time with those messages. I mean, so many different stories, but um, many many people have said they decided not to undergo labiaplasty which is wow. a plastic surgery where you remove labia or change the way your vulva looks. So um, a big, big, expensive and dangerous procedure. Um, so people have actually said they didn't want to do it anymore because they've now understood that they are perfect the way they are, uh, which is very, wow. very powerful. In my, yeah, I, I know. I'm like, poof. And also the honesty to say it, you know, that's such bravery to understand that. So, wow, chapeau to all of these people. Um, yes. Also, some say that their relationships changed a lot because they made it a topic in their relationships. They asked their partners. Um, they started to understand that they don't have to feel shame. Um, so lots, you know, in relationships. Um, yeah, and many, many, let's say, small impact people starting to look people start to explore people start to talk um just the other day i had one of the of the people call me and say hey we just had an anatomy lesson with my with my children um six and eight years old they were like what is that and then i explained to them you know the birth and a little bit the anatomy and i was like wow 
children are being taught of my statues that is amazing because you know mm -hmm. like they're right in front of them so of course they're going to ask about it and yeah that's happening in in many living rooms many bedrooms right now because yes. it's it's there Mm -hmm. Wow, I love that. So there's also an educational aspect about, you know, what different parts are of the vulva. And mm -hmm. again, this normalizing the words that I keep on using, but it's just so mm -hmm. um, important in today's episode. Mm -hmm. And don't you do educational vulva sets as well? Is that right? Yes, yes, we are currently in the making um, of those sets, because um, I try to look what schools use what um, sex therapists use what other teachers use and they use illustrations which are great um, and they use you know little statues but none of them are correct anatomical copies because mine are exact copies so we are making a package that we can then distribute to people who are in that you know working in educational institutions so there won't be statues for sale to private people because the idea is to go through the experience with your own vulva or to educate. But for everyone who is in that field, um, just contact me and we're gonna get the perfect package together for, for you. Yes, well, I'll definitely be ordering one of them. That would be awesome to work <laughs> with with clients. I know um, mm -hmm. one of my colleagues has a cushion, a vulva cushion, mm -hmm. and you can kind of pull back the clitoral hood. Mm -hmm. and I think that's really cute and it's, you know, yes, purple yes. and suede. So I love that. It's not, you know, mm -hmm. anatomical precisely, mm -hmm. but it's cute. Um, but I'm yet to own anything like that. So I'm going to wait very patiently until <laughs> until yours are ready to be dispatched. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot of people doing amazing work here in the field. So um, definitely go look and see what works best for your clients or the people you work with. Mm -hmm. And yeah, support all those artists and all these organizations because they, they burn for what they do and they have they're hard on the right spot and they really want the best for everyone. So, you know, feel free to support them in any way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And do you do any any casting on penises or other genitals or is it? Just um, I do not. I do not offer it at the moment. I am aware that also for penises, there is um, a lot of stereotypes um, on how it has to look, how big it has to be, how it has to function. So I am aware that they are also in that vicious circle on what is normal and what is not. Um, I still feel like the vulva is underrepresented. So I want to focus on that first. And yeah, who knows what the future brings. But at the moment, it is um, vulvas only. <laughs> I completely agree. And I think even just going to like a public bathroom shows you mm -hmm. how much vulvas are underrepresented because there's going to be penises, you know, drawn mm -hmm. everywhere. But when, mm -hmm. when do you see a vulva, you know, graffiti yes. or drawn in a public yes. bathroom? I don't ever see one. <laughs> yes, I can. I, I absolutely agree. And I've had that same experience. And to all the listeners, you know, grab a piece of paper, draw a penis and draw a vulva. And then you compare it with some illustrations and you will see which one has more details. I mean, I myself, a vulva, you know, you make two, three lines, a little spot for the clitoris, which it is not. And <laughs> that is it. And you look at it and you're like, oh, this is rather artistic and not really <laughs> correct. So, yeah, very underrepresented. Yeah, very underrepresented. What do you think the listeners can do to start to change the taboo around the vulva? 
okay um well there is really a lot of things you can do like i said um support artists um that's yeah. one big thing and everyone who works in the field but i also always say never underestimate your own power that you have just by speaking about it so it only takes one friend in the or one person in the family or one friend in the whole group to mention something and that makes all the difference because that breaks the taboo you talk about it and people will start talking back so the best thing you can do just to speak the truth and talk about it you know something something doesn't work with your menstruation tell your friend something is itchy down there tell your friend um you know you have doubts about something in regards to your pregnancy talk about it and you will see in 90 percent of the time people will be like oh wow i had this too or oh wow um i didn't know or oh if i had known that i would have behaved differently and you will see that that makes a big change so that's the best thing you can do yeah i think you really hit the nail on the head there when i um when I run my workshops, so we call them Yoni workshops, which is the, the mm -hmm. Sanskrit word for vulva. Mm -hmm. um, I've had comments after the class and feedback of people just saying that at the beginning of the workshop, so that roughly two hours, when I said the word clitoris or vulva mm -hmm. or vagina, they started feeling a bit embarrassed. But by the mm -hmm. end of the workshop, because, you know, I've been drilling those words to them so much, they said that just me saying the word has already allowed it to settle with them. It didn't mm -hmm. bring up that um, emotion or didn't bring up that kind of resistance in the body. So already mm -hmm. just in a space of an evening, in a space of two mm -hmm. hours, something is changing just by us talking about these things. Absolutely. And what I also always tell everyone is, um, you will get in touch with people that will not show the reaction that you maybe expect so i it happens to me quite often people are just so overwhelmed about the pure fact that you use those words that in the first moment they don't know how to deal with it but i promise you i promise you that when they go to bed at night they think about it and they will think about it and they will think about it and they will think about it and that's the little planted seed. I had so many people to, you know, in the first moment when I tell them what I do, they're like, oh, okay, I'd rather talk about something else right now. Um, but that is just because they've never really dealt with, with that topic before. So it's okay to show this um, reaction. And many of them, a few weeks later, sat on my sofa and got their own statue because they said, you know what? I, I couldn't let that thought go. I couldn't stop thinking about what you said that day. And that's what we want. People to think about it so that things can change. Yes, planting a seed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have the same experience. You know, if I go to a party, people ask me what my job is. That mm -hmm. I have two polarized reactions. When I say, I'm a, I'm, you know, I'm a sex and relationship therapist. I go like, wow, that's so interesting. Let me tell you about, you know, dot, dot, dot. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, you can see a kind of, a reservation or you know a pulling back and I think mm -hmm. oh I should have said psychotherapist you know because <laughs> <laughs> because maybe we would have gelled a little bit more um and I think it is just this permission uh, and if you know if they're going to bed and they're thinking about it later and they're thinking mm -hmm. oh it, it is okay to talk about these subjects there is permission there to to talk about these things and mm -hmm. 
that's really important. Absolutely, absolutely. And like I said, these people, for it's those that we have to reach because the ones that are already very involved in that topic, they are already um, further in their journey. Yeah. So we have to, to change the big norm and standards of society. We also have to reach those that have never dealt with those topics before. So even you think this, this is a bit strange now to say it how it is, say it because yeah. it is going to make an impact. Yeah, that's so profound. And just, I keep on coming back to the word of shame um, as you're speaking. And I know I've been talking a lot about how we can normalize this. And a lot of it's around communication to other people and talking and looking at our own vulvas. Um, are there any other ideas that you have around how people can start to unpick their shame and battle this shame? Oh, that's a tough one. I guess that that's, it goes differently for everyone. Mm -hmm. But what helped me most is with my own issues, because, you know, I make Wubakas, but I'm not perfect. I still catch myself sometimes looking at myself thinking, hmm, okay. Uh, you know <laughs> what I mean? Even though I am aware that everything is fine. So I just think to be true with yourself and to accept that it is a journey and there will always be things that are new and you keep learning and you know even if we feel that shame every now and then it's it's okay we accept it we think about it what is the root to that problem why do i feel like that and once we know the problem we are really close to the solution so yeah just just see and don't overthink it yeah. Yes, I love that. Okay, Vic, um, it has been amazing talking to you today. Can you tell the listeners where they can find you? So what's your website called and your Instagram? Yes. Okay. So for everyone who wants to see a few of those statues or find more information, you can find me on www.vulvacasting.com or on Instagram. Um, I'm also called vulvacasting there. And um, for everyone who is uh, browsing Facebook, I'm called Vulvarium there. That's how you can find me. <laughs> awesome. Well, it's been such a pleasure to have you. And yeah, I'll say bye. Well, thank you very much. Bye bye. <laughs>